This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halo. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, John Crane, who sounds a little ill today. John, how you doing? Just a little sniffle, a little cough. Otherwise, a little, you know, dip deeper in the voice. A little but sniffling. I, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Oh, the deeper in the voice, like the barrier white. Sur- survive the holidays. Like the barrier white. Take yeah, the white exactly. out. Take the exactly. wife out for dinner. Wine her. Exactly. Dine her. You know. Hockey game. I'm going to do a hockey game tonight. <laughs> It's triple A night at hockey at, at Ducks at the at the Honda Center tonight. So, with a voice like that, how can she resist? Yeah, at the uh-huh. hockey game, <laughs> <laughs> she can give you some ways. I'm sure she can list some ways. So, <laughs> we've missed. It's actually been a long time since you and I were on a pod. It's usually you, me, and Jared, or me and Brock, or you and me, all four of us once in a while. I mean, it's been a long time since it's been you and me, and we're going to finish up the Q&A that Brock and I started, but but overall, how have you been? How was break? Uh, well, you know, I don't really get a break. My wife gets a break, but uh, um, I worked. Um, I mean, I had a nice Christmas I, we, during December. Is I got both my daughters uh, here, Emily and Stella's uh, birthdays are both during this month, so uh, one on Christmas, uh, one turned 21, so uh, kids are getting older. Like I said, we're on different ends of the spectrum there, Derek. Uh, different concerns uh, that you'll experience later. Uh, but otherwise, it was a successful Christmas, successful Happy New Year, and uh, and here we go. 2020. 2020. This is our first <laughs> podcast um, being recorded in the new year. I think I released the last one after the new year, but first one being recorded in the new year. It is uh, the continuation of our Q&A that was started last show. We had a bunch of really good questions, and I didn't want to get rid of them, so we're going to keep finishing up. We also want to cover the sign of Jason Castro, the new catcher here, what that means for the Angels overall. I think what it means is kind of obvious, but 
we'll take a deeper look at that. And finally, also want to say that we have a contest going. A contest going. And that contest is the race to get ourselves to 100 five-star reviews. All you got to do is go to Apple Music, leave a five-star review. And it needs to be like something you write down. You got to do the five-star click and then actually write down a review. Uh, submit it. Take a screenshot of it. And send it via email to talkinghillsgmail.com. And that will enter you into the contest. Once we get that, that 100 reviews, we'll make a drawing. Winner. Tickets in the opening month of the season. We're shooting for opening weekend. I'm kind of watching how much tickets are cost right now. They're roughly about 50 bucks a pop. Um, but that's without single-game single tickets being out yet. So once those are out, we're going to go in there and go for it, get your tickets. So hopefully we can swing opening day, if not opening weekend tickets. The other big thing going on for the Angels right now, they signed Jason Castro. We're going to talk about him later in the, game, in the uh, episode. And the big thing with him is now the Angels pretty much have their batch on the 40-man roster. Jason Castro, Anthony Bamboom, and Max Stassi. These guys aren't going to tear the cover off the ball, but they'll do the job. We'll see about where the Angels go in the future at catcher, but for right now, it'll be enough. All right, so you ready to go, John? I'm ready to go. All right. Again, we were really, really pleased with the questions that came in. Uh, They were good ones. So, the first question came from Elaine Carlson at Elaine C zero two two sorry zero two seven seven eight seven one eight. What? There's a special code for that number. Is it like you know a birth date or something? She says, "Welcome back." This is from our break. And no, there are no top pitchers left. Do you think we're getting another pitcher, John? Another pitcher? I would sure like to get another pitcher. Um, there's some, some names out there. Clevenger, I mean, Clevenger would be a dream. That'd be, that would be, I think that would push uh, us to an A for the off season. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I certainly think we're going to try to get another pitcher. Um, I, 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 we have a lot of trade assets that I, you know, I, I'd like to run. I don't know if you want to do it right now, run past you on who we, how, who we could get uh trade for a uh, pitcher. Like, uh, you know, like, I mean, I, Joe, Joe Adele's not going anywhere. I guess we already have a spot for him in the outfield. But, you know, like Brandon Marsh, Thice, Jack Jackson, Jordan Adams, all these guys, any of these guys, I mean, uh, do you have any issue partying with any one of these guys, at least for a pitcher? No, I don't. I'm still wishing they would have taken care of it in free agency, but it was always a possibility that would be pitching. I mean, I was always game for free agency. That, that was big, my big thing over last year. If you're going to spend the money, this is the year to do it. But getting a free agent signing at catcher was a big deal because it really meant there's only one place they really need to make a move. We'll talk about the bullpen here with these questions in a minute, and I'm not real concerned about it. They actually had a decent bullpen last year. All those guys are coming back next year. And the big problem with them is they just got overworked. If yeah. they're taking care of this, they should be fine. A couple of arms could be needed, but Relief arms are actually in the system. They have guys in the system they can bring up. The starting pitching, though, I think they need that other guy. I think that's going to be a trade. I think with Castro under contract as a free agent, that means the Angels can afford to make that one big deal, that one prospect deal. Like I've been saying all along, at least from my point of view, the Angels have a farm system to make moves now. It's just not loaded on stars, at least ready-made stars. They got Joe Adele. I think Brandon Marsh is on the way up there. 
couple guys are looking at, I think Jordan Adams and Jeremiah Jackson's being heavily looked at. I don't think uh, he'll be around much longer, quite frankly. I think he's going to be part of a deal. He's getting asked about a lot from what we're seeing in reports. I, I think that there will be a deal made there, and quite frankly, I don't necessarily think that Joe Adele is off the table. I'm serious. If you can get a deal for a controllable pitcher, you know, it's possible. I, well, I think it's going to happen. No, I think the Angels want to keep him. I think we all want to keep him. But you get the right deal in mind, you can let him go. Especially if you have Brandon Marsh there. If I don't see them trading both of them. But I'm just so saying. You, do you, default, you default to Brandon Marsh and we keep Goody in there until, the, until he's ready to go? Well, my view is, I know people are probably thinking this guy's nuts right now. So listen, listen, I'm not saying they're going to trade Adele. I'm saying that I don't think he's untouchable. If the right pitcher's available with the right combination, I think they would make the move. They haven't had a, a real true blue ace in years. They got a ton of bats in the system. So I look at it like, well, let's say a Clevenger comes available and... The Indians will make a deal, but they need Adele. It depends on who else they ask for. If they're asking for both Adele and Marsh, you're going to get a big middle finger. But you ask for Adele and maybe Jackson, somebody else, and somebody, you know, even a, a multi prospect deal, I think they would consider it. I'm not saying they'll do it, I'm saying they think about it. And, you know, because as we, had, we talked about last time out, a pitcher, an ace pitcher, like Grom, for example, we talked about that in the last one, is going to be worth much more than a guy who we think will be a star. If you can get a star for a guy who we think will be a star, you're going to go for the star, right? Especially if he's under 30 years old. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I mean, I mean, if it comes down to the fact that we can get so everybody's, uh, you know, their, their mind's blown. Everybody's saying that the angel, I mean, the, the angels haven't gotten accomplished our mission in getting the a starter and and somehow some people are you know considering it a failure a failure i mean i mean implying it's a failure this offseason which i do not believe it is but boy if you could just put i mean yeah because we have a backlog of we have marsh and odell so if one of them's dispensable um so I, 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 yeah, like I said, even the you said Jordan Adams. You've heard some things about people asking about Jordan Adams, or was it Jeremiah uh, Jackson? I've been hearing some whispers on Jeremiah Jackson. Yeah, so I mean, so. It, we we don't have we have an abundance, but we have an abundance in certain in certain areas. I mean, we just got an infielder. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I'm all. I think fans and everybody would be all in on a, on. I mean, I would even be willing to trade Joe Adele as long as yeah, I guess as long as we keep. Um, Brandon Marsh. And, the key thing uh, is controllable pitching. It can't be pitching that you're going to be that's going to be gone like this next summer or next, sorry, next yeah, fall. Absolutely. It can't be somebody who can turn around. You mean, and like, leave if and we, it, you mean like if we'd signed Keiko last year, what like everybody wanted us to do? <laughs> well, he was a free agent. Like so. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy go making a trade for a guy who will be here one year and then gone, and yeah. you just lost your best yeah. prospect for a guy who doesn't come back and resign. Yeah. 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 In this case. 
it's got to be the right deal. And I think it's why a deal hasn't been done yet, by the way. I think the Angels haven't quite found the right... They know they only have so much depth right now in the system. They can't waste it. You only have so many bullets in your chamber. You can only fire that gun once or twice. You better make sure you fire in the right direction. So you make the right trade. And so that's why I think it really hasn't happened yet. But do I think it will happen? Yeah. As, as we get too close to the season and, and teams start figuring out who they are, what they're going to be, teams like the Indians who are have to make a decision. If they trade Lindor, they might as well trade Clevenger too. Because you're now going to rebuild. They're in rebuild mode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you trade Lindor, you might as well start. You might as well just start reloading, and that's what the Indians are good at. They're good at finding talent and reloading. So I just that's how I view it. That's that's really where it's going to go from here. What I was referencing earlier when I said Keiko was last season. Everybody wanted to trade for Keiko, who would have been a free agent this year. Which means that's why I'm saying a short a short term fix. Well, no, we, you we, mean we, you know he was a free agent going to last season. Remember? So you mean you're talking about two years ago. Oh, has is, is it been that long? Because yeah, no, he we went into last season free agent, signed a one-year deal with Atlanta once oh, the June okay. 1st yeah, deadline passed. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. So that's kind of where I on that. Atlanta, I hope that helps. I do think they're another pitcher. I don't know even that'll be by opening day, quite frankly. I hope it's by then because I, I don't want to I think it's keep my goal promise. to get another pitcher. I think it's definitely their goal to get another pitcher. It was definitely their goal to get – Garrett Cole to get Ryu to get Keiko. This this was their goals, but they didn't get them. So well, I think I mean, it depends. I think they're know. actively trying. I think they had a, a price in mind for each one, uh, especially a guy like Ryu, who you didn't want to have for four years. It's pretty clear the only offer he got was four years. For do, for do, four years was from Toronto. Do you feel bad about anyone we lost? I don't really feel bad about um, anyone we lost. I I feel bad about not being on a Wheeler. Because his contract was actually pretty affordable for what they had, you know, and it, and he signed early. He probably, if he'd waited, could could leverage more money actually, because the the, the market shop then, and that's kind of like, well, geez, the Phillies got him actually to me in a bargain at that point because the market was up there. Strasburg though signed that seven year two forty five was kind of the, to me the nail in the coffin because the Angels they were willing to spend big money on Cole. But seven two forty five for Strasburg, the market going up is put to the point it did. They had to start thinking about ultras because now there's only going to be certain teams that are going to be in competition for him. And that's going to be the Dodgers. That's going to be the Yankees, mm-hmm. and those teams are better positioned to win a World Series. Cole's getting near thirty. He wants to win a World Series. The Angels are, I think, on the right path. I think they'll be competitive. I think they have turned a corner, um, but they're not there yet. Um, at Caesar. NC, C-E-S-A-R-R-N-C on Twitter. And this is getting where you were at, John. He he says, I'm wondering why a few people are grading this offseason as a B or higher. I get Rendon was an amazing signing, but it's been clear the, the past few years what the problem is. I know the offseason isn't over yet. I know it can still make a move or two, but do you guys really think it's a B? It's been a B? I'll go with you first there, John. What do you think? How would you grade it? Well, tell me an area that we needed improvement in that we didn't improve in. We did improve dramatically. This team is a, is a dramatically better team than last year. So I don't know how you can grade us an F for improving um, or give grade us a D or even a C. Um, did we address everything? Did we get, you know, that that um, golden ring? that I guess everybody wanted to get Garrett Cole, because I, I, I think some people are grading if we didn't get Garrett Cole, that it was, you know, that 
that's not it then it's not a good grade so i think we um, i think we made some we have one of one the one of the best one two punches in baseball in uh, probably the best one two punch in baseball right now um in our lineup i mean i know we need pitching we did address pitching we really tried to address pitching we we offered money and we unless we didn't go crazy we did we did make an offer to garrett cole um you know I, again, I, I guess people can blame um, Billy Epler. They can. I don't even know how you can blame uh, Artie Moreno for anything at this point. Um, but I guess people can do that too. But I truly feel that this great, the great, is at least deserving of a B. And and boy, if we get another pitcher, because I do think they are actively. I'm not going to say anymore. I do think they're going to get a pitcher because I've never been right. <laughs> so I'm just saying I do think they're actively pursuing Or you've just cursed the entire team just now. Yeah, exactly. So I said they're going to get Garrett Cole. I think they're going to actively pursue to add another starter, a, 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 a top starter, uh, uh, as close to an ace as we can get. I think that's going to be their goal. Uh, if they don't do it, I still don't think this season was a failure. I think we're a much better team with definite playoff prospects. Look at the overall war market right now for the team right now. It's up. To, it's looking really good. This is going to be a fun team to watch at the very worst. Even if the pitching's not great, if this is one of our questions that we're going to, we're going to get to talk about the two thousands Rangers, it's a nice comparison. Even if they don't get the pitchers, this team can score a lot of runs as long as they can stay reasonably healthy. It's a deep lineup. If people come back to what we know they can be, this is going to be a fun team to watch. The question is, will they have good enough pitching to compete? And I think right now, with who they have, it's, it's questionable. Can Cannon come back and, and be stronger and have more stand than last year? Can Haney finally be good to go across the board? Can Dylan Bundy begin to reach the potential? I had a really, really interesting sit-down with the, the Orioles' Josh Soroka uh, for the Seat 33, uh, 336 podcast, talking about the Orioles as part of our tour in the league coming up. And he had a lot of really interesting things to say about Dylan Bundy. And with Dylan Bundy, he believes that getting him out of there and getting him to, their, to a pitching coach like like Mickey Callaway is going to make a huge difference for him. And I know some people were really down on, on, that, on that trade. It's... A trade worth making, let's just say that, because if Callaway and Bundy mix well in a much better park to pitch in than Cannon Yards, the Angels may have got themselves a little bit of a diamond there. That was not my opinion. That was the opinion of the Orioles guy who's watched this guy pitch his entire career. I mean, so I don't look at the overall offseason right now. I can see a B as being justifiable. I mean, look at the look what they did. John, what was it? Who's their big fish? I, I, I mean, I think you're probably referring to Anthony Rendon. I am. Okay, that's okay. It's a wild stab. So, going back to the offseason, I know I said this numerous times. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But I just want to kind of remind folks. I said I think the Angels will get in our bat this offseason. And the you reason I, you remember that, and I, and the reason why is because the lineup had more holes than people realized. They did a great job running with contact. But, John, there are two positions out there in the field that the Angels have not had consistency with. What are they? Catching. Yep. And I guess you're going to go with the infield. Yeah. Well, yeah, but which third one? Base, third, third, base, third base. Third base. Third base. I'm sorry. Third base. They haven't had a regular third base since Troy Gloss. Dallas McPherson mm-hmm. was supposed to be that guy, and he didn't become that guy. He, his, he didn't make it. His career didn't make it. 
And to finally have a big bat at that corner who's a who's actually a really good infielder as well, and they're going to be together with you know Trout and Rendon the same age. They're going to be together for the next seven years together. I mean, minimum. I, that's a coup for the Angels. They don't have to worry about third base for seven years as long as Rendon stays healthy, which is always a given. Which is always not a given this game in any sport, but they got it covered. And they haven't had that. It's a huge coup for the Angels to get him. That's a huge amount of protection for Trout. He alone makes that team so much better behind the at the plate. And then you add in Bundy, who again is going. I think will be much better. Uh, Tehran, his stuff is going down a little bit, but he's consistent. He's a horse. He knows how to pitch. Get him back with Cal and make him get a little something back. The, these are good deals. These are good signings to make. And the, with like a Tehran and Castro, these aren't long-term deals as well. So the Angels still have flexibility to go in the next offseason to go after like a Bauer or somebody else who can move to the towards the front of the pitching rotation. I like it, well, John. I do too. I, I I just say like if we put we go on last season statistics and we put uh, Bundy and Tehran in our line, wh- where where are they? They're two and three. One. I mean, I, I they mean, had where, where good, would they have been last year? But they're, they would they would have been the most guys. consistent pitchers on the roster. That's for sure. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. And and the wild card, the real wild card, is Otani. Um, I mean. It was so much. I mean, I, it, it's not even potential to, to call him potential. is It's kind of ludicrous because he really is. I guess it's just how his arm. You know, if if he's ready to go and and at a hundred percent healthy, we have an ace. We have somebody. I don't know with that the he's potential. an ace. I don't know that he's an ace. We haven't seen enough of him yet, man. He only played. He only pitched fifty one innings. Kind of Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be probably his best this year. You know, when Strasburg came back from Tommy John, he was decent, but he wasn't great for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. We have no idea how this is going to work out for him. We have no idea how. Um, I, that's one I'm hesitant. I know how much you love Otani, and with his work ethic and attitude, I can see why. It's just that I think the reason why many fans are concerned about relying on him is the fact he's only pitched 51 and two thirds innings in his career, and he's already had you know a Tommy John surgery. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But man, I can't. You can't count on it. Just can't. Well, the Angels have a history of having healthy pitchers, so you know we got to look at that too, right? We got to look at that too. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe you went there. So yeah, do I think it's a B? I'm gonna go with a B. I think if they get the other starter and via trade, one who can put them over the top right now, and it's not getting the whole farm. If it's a you know a solid trade, both sides make out well. I think it'll be an A. So I go yeah. between a B minus and a B. I think Rendon it was huge. It fixes a hole that's been there for a very long time. I don't think I don't think many people really understand how much of a need that was. But uh, I'm not, I can't go below a B when you go out there and get one of the best free hitters in the game and improve your lineup that much. But the pitching staff really really needs one more. And if it if they get that one more, then uh, it'll be an A. Um, yeah, and, and Castro too. I mean, we're, we're kind of under Castro is a is an excellent uh, pitcher's catcher. He's a good framer. I mean, he's he's what he's going to bring to this pitching staff is going to be inconsequential compared well, to what we had last year. There's a dramatic. I mean, that that's going to be a dramatic improvement behind the plate. Even if people, you know, he's not hitting thirty home runs, 
we may not see we may see it in our pitching staff. And one thing is, is will he be also healthy next year? Mm-hmm. And he hasn't he has not been healthy since 2017. 79 games last year in Minnesota, 19 games in 2018. So 2017 in Minnesota, 407 at-bats, hit 242, 10 home runs. Can he stay healthy? I don't know. This could be another Jonathan Croy, but from what we understand, he's a better framer than Jonathan Croy. But you still have Ben Boom there, and you still have Stassi, who's a good defensive catcher, just can't hit the broadside of a barn or anything at all. That's the problem. And that leads us to the catching position, which... I think the Angels have a real problem here within the organization. They must really believe that, that Kruger is our guy coming up because there really isn't much else in terms of catcher right now on the farm. The Angels got some work to do there. I'm just saying, they have not really invested in the catching position via the farm in a long time. They've taken guys out of the farm system. I'm sorry, taken them in the farm system out of that position and moved them to third base or first base or tried to move them somewhere like Taylor Ward, Matt Tice. Uh, they have some decisions to make there in terms of what they want to do because they can't keep doing this whole one-year contract mm-hmm. with over-the-hill catchers. Catcher's a good signing. I think it's a good decision. You pair him with Stassi and, and Ben Boone if you need to, and that's fine. But nonetheless, you need to have somebody who you can put in your organization and get behind your, your philosophy and be there for a career, not just a one-year-off contract. That needs to be solved eventually. And again, it's not for not trying. They did try. They just didn't. They just weren't able to get the deal done. So, again, it's not that they're ignoring the position. It's that they're, I I don't know if they're not offering enough. I I, I would assume that they would have offered a comparable uh, contract. What I'm talking about is through the farm. Like, they haven't done much farm-wise to develop catching. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear that Jack Kruger is still working his way up. And that may be their guy because they haven't really made a move anywhere else. But I would like to see some kind of movement within the farm system develop some catching here because they can't keep doing this. What if Kruger doesn't work out? You've moved several position players out of catcher, out to outfield, out to first base, out to third base. You need a little more than that. And I'm sure they know that. I'm sure they're aware of that. Maybe it means you're going to make a trade at some point to bring catching into the system besides just drafting them. We'll find out. But... It's got to happen sooner or later. I mean, it has to happen sooner or later. They can't just sit back and have things sit where they are. Okay. We're, but, but, but looking forward to next season, we're solid for next season. For next season, Assuming we're fine. Health. Yeah, it's the next, season we're, it's next season, we're good. But yeah, definitely something they need to address. Yeah, and so we'll probably get somebody from Baseball America on or somebody from there, maybe have Jerry look at it as well in terms of catching prospects to be able to keep an eye on because I think the Angels will, will probably have to address it in this draft in a couple of different places. Okay, we're it's gonna be a shorter show today. You know, we're just trying to get something out to you guys with on as uh I'm going back to work tomorrow. Yay! And then, you know, every, you know, John's got a busy schedule as well. So just want to make sure we get something out to talk with you guys about a couple of these some of these more questions going. The this is from LJ Holly at the Awesome Meter, and he says, try to convince us everything's gonna be okay. Dude, everything's gonna be okay. This team might not pitch the way we'd all wish they would this year, but they're going to be better than last year. They, you know, they have an established, well-known, well-regarded pitching coach in Mickey Calloway. Okay, and their pitching just is better. Period. They're going to hit more. It can't go much worse than last year, can it, John? No. Again, I, I go go across the board. Management has it improved? Yes. Pitching coach, I think it has. 
Offense, definitely improved. Pitching, no doubt improved. Now, has anything has everything improved to what people want, you know, to uh, the levels that people dream of, uh, of a team having? Maybe not, but this team is definitely improved. So, I mean, we're, I, yeah, I, th- I think I, we, we were on, you know, I mean, it was kind of a, a mirage that you even predicted at some point to see the season would get tougher for us last year, but we were kind of competing for a while. We were competing for a wild card spot for uh, a good portion of the season last year. Um, and I don't see anything that's going to prevent us from actively pursuing, uh, uh, competing for a wild card spot this year. Especially, so I think it's going to be fine. I mean, if the, seriously, this is going to have to be perfect pitching. If they can just keep the ERA between a four, Two and a four five is a team from the starters. They're going to be fine. I mean, I've heard I'm hearing not, some people say just hold hold under five runs a game. They're, they're going to score runs, and it's true as long as this team can stay healthy, which is always a big if. I think they're going to be fine. I'm not saying they're going to be a hundred win team either. I'm just saying they're going to be competitive. They're going to compete for a playoff spot this year. I just don't know yet how good they're going to be until that final piece. Because I think there is that final piece. I know one more pitcher. And if we can just kind of keep the bullpen coming in on a regular basis after the seventh, or the you know, like like they're supposed to, not having the bullpen in there in the fourth and the fifth inning on a regular basis, that's going to be tremendously helpful. To is that what what I think is it is it you have actually convinced me um, over last season is actually a pretty solid bullpen, just an overworked bullpen. It was overworked, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of these are going to wrap together here because. Um, they're basically the same direction from Jason Presley at jpresley43. Be nice to have big name stars, but with the addition of the two stars, if we can get these guys into the sixth, seventh innings with our line, a solid bullpen can be a difference. Um, he wants to comment on that. That goes along with what R. Whitley67 is saying. We'd like to hear about bullpen death, what we can and should add. Last season, we were decimated for injury and fatigue. We had a top bullpen in the AL. This is key. Um, I wouldn't say it was a top bullpen, but it was pretty decent. And then finally, thoughts of the bullpen. Will we see Ty Butchery at the start of last season or end of last season? Okay, breaking it all down, just to the bullpen. Okay, I think they'll be fine. Look at the roster right now. Uh, Justin Anderson had his moments last year. Luke Bard had his moments last year. Cam Bedrosian was good for most of the year. Ty Butchery was good for very much most of the year. They overpitched the heck out of the guy. Taylor Cole had some really great moments. Jake Jewell, maybe we'll finally see him bled together. Uh, Luis Madero coming up. Uh, Alberto Mejia, he's still sitting around. Kim Milton's back. Um, Noe Ramirez, Hanson Robles. All these guys that are up, that are relievers, most of them had some great moments last year, and almost all of them got the crap beat out of them <laughs> by fatigue. And it's really hard to say what they're going to be. I, I'm not worried about it. I think the bullpen will be fine as long as the starters are okay. If, if they I can agree. Get, I mean... They will probably go out there and make a couple more moves, judging the roster here. I have some question marks there, but I'm not really worried. I I saw potential in every one of the relievers I just saw. I'm a little concerned about Robles having his career year last year up for an extension. Was it a fluke or not? 
He kind of scares you sometimes as your closer. Um, Jake Jewell, I'd like to see him finally get back to where we all thought he would be. But those other guys, Taylor Cole, you know, Butcher, I think Butchery, Butchery's a question mark. He, he, he seemed to be hurting mentally at the end of the year, too, not just physically. So has he had time to get rest and recover? Um, Justin Anderson was a guy I thought was really good sometimes and really bad some other times. Rest him. John? And let's just let's just look at the fact that we're going to hopefully not have a tragedy-free season. I mean, you just can't download downgrade the impact of that of what happened last season. Um, I do. I, I like the I like the bullpen, um, especially with a bolstered staff uh, pitching starting pitching staff that has a history of putting in, in more innings. Um, I just think we need our starters to be going six, seven innings on a regular basis. Um, and if we can do that, I think w- our bullpen is more than qualified to uh, to do the job. I, I, I I'm. I mean, mm-hmm. John, just give him the six. Yeah, I mean, just give him the six. I know. I guess I'm I'm going all eighties to get him <laughs> to the seventh, and then bring in the the setup man in the eighth and, and the closer in the yeah, ninth. I mean, that's the dream, though. The dream is the dream is seventh, yeah. eighth, ninth. But I mean, at this point, we just take the, get him through a six inning. The thing get him through a six inning, and that means your bullpen is going to get rest. Too many games last year. They're taking the start out their fourth and fifth inning, third inning, and then they wonder why. They wonder why. So I, I, I know the game. The season turned in that huge, massive extra inning game against Baltimore after the Dodgers series, when they just went through yep. pretty much everybody, including Griffin Canning. I was at that game. Yep. I mean, you were there. That, that, that to me, that's where the season <laughs> was wrecked. This went through everything off the rest of it the year. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. Bad ump call, too. It was devastating. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. Okay, so a couple we didn't get to. I'll try and mark them for next time. We've covered the catchers. I, the bullpen, just to close out, I think will be fine. I think they will probably make a couple more moves there, a couple minor moves. And But I, I, I overall think they're fine. And we'll see you guys midweek with the beginning of the tour in the league. We're going to have Neil Solons from um, the Tampa Bay Rays covering the Rays and the Baltimore Orioles be covered for Josh Strzok from Section 336. Both of them have things to say about guys the Angels picked up. So even in this series where we're looking at these other teams and previewing them, getting ready for the season, we're going to bring it back to the Angels as well. So there's more than enough reason to tune in for our midweek podcast. Also, we'll have Taylor Break Ward on soon and more to come. John, any, cla- any last Ward. thoughts? We're going to yeah. have Taylor Blake Ward on our oh, show? Yeah, yeah. Sure are. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time is right. All right. Is. That's actually a privilege. I'm doing great, man. Yeah, let's let's uh let's let's get out there. And, All right, folks. Don't follow us on, on Twitter. Stay back at work. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find our page on Facebook, including also the Talking Halos group. So we have the page and the group. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find John at where John? Jags Crane. John. John, there you go. Is that, is that, yeah, that's my <laughs> you know where you're at. Don't forget yes. also virtually anywhere podcast can be found, including Apple Music, Spotify, and Spreaker for John and the rest of the team. This is Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. We'll see you midweek with the game of tour in the league. We are out of here.
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.